This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In a three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of a genius of brains. Plural, because we have three genius brains mm. today. I am your host, Joe Jitsukawa. And I am your host, David So. With his lovely partner, Mario Song. You know what we found out through 23andMe? What? It's uh, 80% of Japanese. It's like you right here. 80? 80? 8%. 8%? Oh yeah, sister, sister. <laughs> sister. You know, I lost. Okinawa. I lost my Korean. I, I used to be one percent Korean. You lost it. What do you mean you lost it? Yeah, I, when I first checked my twenty three me, uh, I was ninety eight percent Japanese, one percent Korean, and I was like, yeah, David, brother, right? And then I checked recently, it turned into ninety nine percent Japanese. Oh, you're and just I was like, oh, full man. Japanese. Your people came into our people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did some but stuff. Did you know that? Um, did some stuff. <laughs> did you know ancient Korean uh-huh. is a part of Japanese blood too? Ancient Korean. Oh, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. Okay, so like, there's like different eras of ancient Japanese, right? There was the Jomong era, yeah, and then there was the Yayoi peoples. Mm-hmm. So each era, so it's almost as if like, if we look at it in America, right? Uh, we had the Native American era. And then we had the um, Europeans that came. Yeah. That's the, that's the second wave, right? Yeah. Japan had its own history like that. There were Japanese natives. There were Ainu and then there yeah. were Jomon people, stuff like that. And then Koreans came from Korea to Japan. And then the light-skinned Japanese people were actually the Korean people. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. And then later on... There was some, you know, the three kingdoms, mm-hmm. like the Scylla, yeah. Goryeo or whatever, and all those yeah. guys, right? One of the kingdoms, I forgot which one it was, but one of when Korea was all split up, one of the kingdoms took over the other one. Yeah. And when the other one, like the royalty escaped and ran away, they married into the Japanese royal family. Oh. Yeah. And it's or it's recorded history. So in the royal family there's a there's Great a bloodline. Line. Yeah. So it's been it's been there for a long time. Eh? Yeah. Maybe you could be a part of that royalty. Maybe. That's funny cuz I majored I graduated with East Asian Languages and Literatures and it was emphasized in Japanese and I have no idea what you're talking about. I was you like You never I, learned that stuff? No. We learned a lot of um I mean, I read a lot of literatures. I hate literatures, by the way. I don't know why I graduated with a degree when something I hate. But that said, I yeah, that was like. Did you did you ever learn Asian history? Yeah, we learned Asian history. I had to learn the 
old-fashioned Japanese grammars to mm-hmm. understand all the literature because we had to read it not only in English but also in Japanese. So like, there's just all these formula where we don't use it now. But then back in the days, like how they were written, it was a different grammar structure. So we had to learn. We had this like. Almost like a chemistry. <laughs> Did you read that um, that Nihon? Fuck, I forgot the name of it, but it's basically it's like the history book of Japan, but it tells you like all the folk folklore of like Amaterasu, like dipping their arrow in and creating. It's called like the、mm. Nihon. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna butcher it, but like Soseki or some shit like that.、Mm. Oh, Soseki, Soseki, yeah, Soseki, Soseki. No, it's、uh, like a no. it's like an ancient book that's kind of historical and manuscript. I'm not、uh. uh, a historical and folklore.、Oh. Yeah. Mm, we didn't have like a history book per se, but、oh. then we had a lot of poetries. That's what that Naruto cartoons all based off of. It's like all those、uh, like old like、yeah. Jap- Japanese like folklore stuff. Yeah, kind of cool. That's actually why I I started liking that because I like I like folklore in whatever、uh, country it is. Like whether it's like Greek mythology, yeah, me too.、Ship. That's some、uh, ancient alien stuff. Yeah. So when I would when I was watching Naruto, I was like, oh, this is like that OG Japanese folklore stuff.、Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people know that. So they think、yeah. like, oh man, these writers, how do they make up all these words? I was like, no, it's like Greek <laughs> mythology, you know? Like, yeah, I love、mm. Greek mythology, dude. Greek mythology was one of those things because I loved watching fucking Hercules with Kevin Sorbo and、uh, Xena Warrior Princess. Me too. Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> the chakra, the or whatever. Yeah, there was a certain point where the, the chakram had the、uh, the middle thing; it was split into two.、Uh, yeah, that's crazy. She was、days. so lesbian. She was hella lesbian in that show. I wanted to be her. A lesbian? No, Zena. But I didn't know she was a lesbian. I, I thought she, she was just really cool. I didn't really、uh, realize it till later. You know, I was like, oh wait, but they didn't. Her and Hercules have like a thing. thing oh, dude,、yeah. they were、yeah. fucking all the time. But I remember she, she was. A- <laughs> She, she was going was, through things. There's one scene that I remember in、um, Zena specifically. Basically, Gabriella da-、uh, passed away. She died, and I think,、uh, from what I remember, anyway. Oh, she died. So Lucy Lawless or Zena found like the fountain of life or fountain of life, and then she took the fountain of life water in her mouth and then put it in Gabriella's mouth through kissing.、Mm. And I was like, that was so unnecessary. But my little. <laughs> Baby boner feels so hard right now. She could have got the water and, <laughs> and put, it put it in her, her mouth,、yeah. but she put it in her mouth and then she put it in her mouth through her mouth, and it was the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> How do you remember this? This is like <laughs> decades ago. So hot. You've so never hot. seen anything so hot before. <laughs> That's all I remember. I don't remember too much of that show, but I do remember two girls kissing and sharing water in their mouth. Oh, you know what? This is interesting. Both、hot. of you guys studied Japanese. Yes, but she actually is good. What、I'm、okay. Attracted you to it? Well, because、mm. I I've always wondered like how non-Japanese people get attracted to the culture, only because I was born in it, so it's not unique to me. To me, it was just all the cartoons I watched growing up. Oh, it anime! The, it was all the anime, and then on top of that,、um, Spanish was so distant from like Korean、mm. and、uh, Japanese was so similar to it. So yeah, I just assumed that I could half-ass it and then do well. <laughs> Which、you、wasn't probably easy A. Yeah, it was an easy C. How、so、did I, you even know that? Because I have a. I mean, everybody usually people go through anime、yeah. or some kind of culture reasons, but then I remember specifically when I was in middle school, I was on my computer and my grandma was behind me watching a TV and she was flipping the channels and we had like a few Korean channels on like regular TV channel or not cables, and then she was flipping and she stopped at one point and I hear this. Beautiful female voice, 
with a language that、Did、I do she, not know. She hates. She hates our language. <laughs> really? No. No. But she, but she. But she definitely. Like for example, right?、Um, not to put her on blast, but when we, when we talk about having a kid, right? She doesn't ever talk about teaching this kid Korean. She only talks about teaching this kid Japanese because of this little girl on Instagram. Oh, oh she's so、God. cute. Have you seen this girl?、Oh, what's her Instagram? It's like H A something, and she's in. She's in front. She's like a two-year-old girl, and、yeah. she's in front of this toilet room where her brother is taking a dump. Yeah, you can't see the brother. Yeah, she's just sitting there. She goes, "Kanbere, da da, da da nae," and then he's like, "Mada da da nae," and then the girl's like, "Nste, nste." It's so freaking cute, and then it is like a. Childish language. It's、mm. the way that we communicate.、So、it's like、yeah. very, it's a lot of baby talk,、oh, even with adults.、Mm. You know, one thing I realize is that Korean and Chinese and Japanese, they all we say things twice. Like you would say,、uh, what is it? Like in Chinese, you say "qq," which means like chewy. But you replicate that, or like,、oh, um, like chogi chogi. Yeah, in Korean, it'd be chogi chogi. In Japanese, like all those onomatopoeia would be like pochi pochi or pochi pochi.、Yeah. You know, like、yeah. we, and then they all sound kind of like baby. It、tone. is. It is. Like pochi pochi, qq. We do have a lot of onomatopoeias. Yeah. yeah, it's like we name things based of、mm. based on how we think it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. sound like that, but we it sound it looks like it sounds like that. Oh, that's true. And we true. understand it. Yeah. When I was really fat, my mom would say, "Though we get pukshi pukshi ne." It's like you look so. Pukshi pukshi. Oh, we have puch puch, or like it's like there's so many similarities, pukshi, pukshi. dude.、Uh, like puch puch. Yeah, yeah. puch puch. Yeah. Library in Korean and Japanese is essentially the same damn word. Oh yeah, what do I say in Korean? Toshokan. No, that's no toshokan. <laughs> toshokan is toshokan. In、yeah. Chinese is Tushukuan. Yeah, yeah. and then Danhua, Dianhua, and Tonhua. Tonhua. So it's is it is it the the mother language has to be Chinese then, right? And、yeah. we're derivative. It's of all、that. from the characters. <sighs> yeah, I think so. Well,、um, I think Cantonese too. Yeah, there's a lot of Cantonese that's similar. Because because、yeah. you guys because we because as kids too when we're born our my my dad knows how to write my name in Korean and also in Hanmut. So、uh, Chinese Chinese characters, yeah. So I have a Chinese character name, and so does she.、So. I don't actually. You don't have a Hanmun. My、name? Korean name is Nare, and that is like officially Korean word with no characters. Oh, really? It has no meaning. <gasps> <laughs> well, didn't a that's why Korean yeah. king invent the the circle Korean style writing? The circle, circle line, yeah, yeah. Slash, yeah. But、mm-hmm. after they learned Chinese yeah. writing, yeah,、right? it's, yeah. It's not that long, maybe. Over a hundred years old. Very recent. Yeah. yeah, that's so crazy. It's so convenient because Chinese characters are so hard to remember and yeah.、Write. But you could you could read and write though, which is so weird.、Like、I was most- pretty legit with it when I was in Taiwan because we had to learn. So and- what did you learn first? Uh, well, when I was growing up, I spoke Korean in the house, and then we moved to Korea. But I went to international school, so I was kind of learning English. But then it was a broken Korea, English. English. And, and came then, back in middle school, Japanese. Japanese. And then high school, I learned Spanish、mm. till college, and then I got really interested. So I started learning French, Italian, and all these different languages. But and after that, I was Chinese. So seven. But I can't speak Chinese. No,、uh, what is it? How many do you feel like you can have a conversation with?、Uh, Korean, Japanese, and. I, I'm a little bit hesitant to say Chinese because it's been a while. But I mean, I was, 
I have to say I was pretty fluent. But in if Taiwan. we went to Taiwan, you'd be able to get around easy. That's yeah. I could get around. I could have like a de- decent conversation. Yeah. But if I need to work. It, yeah, like, but see, that's that's, that's most different. people's like fluency level though with with the second yeah. language that they have when they're born in America. So I say you are relatively fluent. Yep. Mm. So fluent doesn't mean you're at a college level. Fluent is just like you can have a regular combo. That's like, the thing. The term fluent, people, yeah. it's it, it defines. It has like a vague definition to it because yeah. people are like, "Oh, fluent," then like go ahead and do this. It's like, no, I can't just go and do it. Like ca- talking to you versus talking to like grandparents is a whole different thing in it Japanese. Is. It is, yeah, yeah. That's what people don't understand about Japanese is that you're. It's almost like the language is different depending on who you're talking to. Yeah, because they're like, you know, Japanese. Different. Why can't why can't you speak it? And I'm like, well, I would, but I'd be very offensive. Exactly. Yes, yeah. my Korean, baby. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, you could speak Korean, but can you say that you're fluent? You know? I say I'm fluent enough. You're fluent. I think you there's are, a difference though. between fluent and proficient. Yeah. So if you're mm. proficient, maybe you're like Job. good at like expert, right? But then fluent as in like, if you really need to, you can communicate. She's, she's proficient in Korean. And uh, she see. doesn't think so because people, well, number one, I feel like Korean people in Korea, even her mom told me this. Like her mom told me like, well, when you go to Korea, like people are going to look at you weird and they probably won't like you because you're a Korean person that can't speak a Korean well. Yeah. Like it's it's a thing in Korea. They, they, they almost like hate you for it. And like her mom told me that yeah. I already knew about this, but I thought maybe I'm just being a little weird about it. But her mom, like she goes, no, like they're probably going to. Because the thing weird. about fluency, there's one thing about learning the language and using it correctly, but you got to also understand the culture. So you know how to communicate yeah. using that language, because, for example, You know, in America, you say, someone tells you, oh, you look pretty. And you say, oh, thank you. I'm flattered. You accept that compliment. Whereas in Asia. If you say that, then you're like, you have a big ego. Yeah. You're conceited. You don't accept it. You decline it multiple times. But there's a good way to to remedy this. And I told her mom this. She goes, well, what are you going to do in Korea when they know you're Korean? You can't speak Korean well. I'm like, I'm telling them I'm Chinese. And they're going to be impressed. (laughs) <laughs> that's it I'm a Chinese I speak a Korean you know that's what my grandma told me <laughs> All right. she was like when you come to Japan don't speak Japanese mm. I mean I'll do it now I don't give a fuck you know cause like mm. there's so many non-Japanese in Tokyo yeah that mm. They are used to foreigners or Asian Americans or Asian Australians mm-hmm. practicing Japanese. They're cool with that. They're very accommodating. Yeah, but when I go into the countryside or whatever, oh, yeah. you know, um, they usually ask for my story. They'll be like, oh, wait, so so you must be like a, a we call it Nikkei, yeah. which is like a Japanese born out of the country. Yeah. Kyopo. Yeah. So so they'll be like, oh, you, you're a Nikkei, huh? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I am. They're like, what part? You were born there? How many generations? And they'll ask me. And then they're usually interested. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope that you even speak it. That's that's interesting because like in Korean, it's it's different. Like like kyopo yeah. right like that it's it's almost like a negative thing to have because oh really well, you're, you're it like, used to oh, it right. used to be um before they became like before korea got really popular yeah. it used to be a like a down thing where people were like oh you just like ran away from our country yeah, like, you just oh, left our country kind oh, of feeling oh, but, like you don't even care about our culture and you come and try to like you know yeah. be all cool because you're from america but it had Damn. a stigma well, it's not like that anymore um now it's a little bit different. I mean, like, Maybe there's just so many people it's who left. Because it almost feels like, so, um, like, I have a friend who's, who, ta- who told me about this, and this is how he felt. He goes, you feel like you don't, you're somebody without, a man without a land. 
Like, you don't belong in America. Mm -hmm. Americans look at you funny because you don't have, like, this perfect English accent. Yeah. But you kind of identify yourself as an American. Mm. But you're like, well, fuck it. Well, if I'm not good here, then if I go back to Korea, I should be accepted. But they're like, no, Mm. you ran away to America. So you're fucking trash over there, too. So you just feel, like, lonely. You feel Mm. alone. Nobody nobody accepts you. That's how I felt when I was there. Because when I was there, when I around third grade, we moved to Korea. And back then, I didn't really... I didn't speak English or Korean. It was just like kind of like whatever we spoke in in the house. So when I went there, I see, I realized, oh, there's so many Koreans, like people who look like me. Yeah. But then those Koreans were like, they're mean. not one of us. Yeah. They were yeah. me. I was in that mean girls world. Yeah. Man, those girls could be like. Dude, she talks Damn. about this to me till this day. Like it happened yesterday. Damn. It's just, it was culture. What, what is that? I think Reverse? there's a lot of, there's a lot of bullying in Japanese and Korean culture. Yeah. Though. There's a lot yeah. of hazing. There's a lot of, are you good enough to be one of us? Kind yeah. of like, I, I, I think that's where we're very similar. There's yeah. a, um, cause even my mom talks about it, right? Yeah. Cause I, I told my mom about the situation that she had. And my yeah. mom was like, yeah, that happened all the time when I was a little kid. Like the, yeah. the, the pretty girl in the school yeah. used to get beat up and punked all the time Damn. because she was too pretty. Too pretty and made, and, took the attention away from the other girls. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. we were talking about this and this came in conversation with my mom because I mentioned this. And I also mentioned this uh, Korean movie that I saw where these girls like took a razor and cut this girl's face cause she was super pretty. Oh. And then my mom's like, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, yeah my, was your mom like I did that shit? <laughs> <laughs> my mom was the uh, the tomboy though, so yeah, she used yeah. to hang out with like a lot of boys, and you know she's like she's really rough around the edges. Yeah. That's how it was. I hung out with the boys, yeah. and then the girls hated that. Yeah, because they, they liked the popular. boys. Yeah, and so I was always like the outsider. I remember um, one time the girls. It was like maybe ten students in one classroom. And there were five guys and five girls, and the girls, four of them, were like become a team and they wore the same clothes or like they would match and I'll be the left I'll be the outsider oh. and I was hanging out with the dudes because they're so much more fun yeah. and then they would hate that so they try to guys just want to have fun yeah they don't and really there's care there's no drama yeah like, yeah and I wanted the same thing. Guys have drama over the stupidest shit. Like, I could throw longer, far further than you. Yeah. And then they fight over, like, who could throw the furthest or something. When you're in elementary yeah, yeah, or something, yeah. right? Dude, I, I can remember the very first fight that I ever had in kindergarten. And it was, it was the stupidest thing. I was playing house. In, in kindergarten, you know where they had the play area? And we're playing house and I wanted to cook some soup and this person tried to take my pot. Oh, like a playhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're playing house and then I'm cooking soup and this person took the pot out of my hand. I grabbed the pot and I went, bah! I hit him in the <gasps> face with it. <laughs> and that was like the second day of kindergarten. Oh my gosh. Yeah, boys fight over stupid shit. The dumbest thing. Yeah. I wanted to cook soup and he wouldn't let me cook soup. <laughs> so in his face. Well, what happened to the kid? He cried. He was crying his fucking eyes out. Yeah, why would you slap his head with the Because he took pot? my stupid pot. You and food, I swear. <laughs> I, like, I like playing with girls too, though. Because there were... I think the only girls that did really play with us were Tom boys. Yeah, yeah. Because they would come with us and then, like, we would hop fences and play in people's backyards and... Dude, there's there there was there's always these girls in elementary school that were so boyish they were scary because they would beat up the boys. Yeah. Do you remember who your girl was in uh, in elementary school? I remember mine. Her name was uh. There was two girls. There was one named Jewel and there was another girl named Zakia. So <laughs> Jewel was fucking crazy. You know you know like when you see um like a cartoon 
like a uh, country bumpkin with like a short red top hair and like that's what she looked like but picture that but she had uh, braids and knockers in her hair yeah. and this bitch would knock dudes out dude she would play fight so hard like I couldn't she made the guys cry yeah and Aww. I couldn't like, she would hit me so hard I couldn't feel my fucking arm dude I was one of those girls who would punch guys arms and pull guys hair and make them cry what do you mean was I'm sitting right here how long did you live in Korea for uh i think less than three years over two years and then we came back because i couldn't handle it oh it was for you yeah Damn. uh well it's for me and my pa- like, we had a lot of family well, business happening. third grade 10 years old no was it damn third you remember grade. that i remember it because that's it was crazy. a culture shock but also that's where like i built a foundation of like who i was yeah. i guess because prior to that we moved around so much that i didn't really have like much memory of it yeah in korea it's like we're sticking there for two and a half years Damn. and so i met some really good people good friends but it was a culture shock and back then korea was still developing so it was mm. super ghetto everything yeah. was cheap there was like barely subways were being invented Dude, people don't realize how fast korea turned their economy yeah. around it's, yeah it's a it's, new country they don't realize that it just started in mm-hmm. 1950 something like if there's anything ever to be proud about being korean it's like how resilient we are yeah like I think culture-wise, when I look back at it and I see um, from an outside perspective, and we realize like 1950s and where how much of a powerhouse of of like cultural influence Korea has yeah. now in a span of like 60 mm. years mm. from a from a desolate country that got ravaged by war. And it's, it's a very cool. small population, yeah, compared very to very concentrated. Yeah, it's like half the population of Vietnam or something. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Dude. It's like a quarter of Japan or something like. Very yeah. small population, mm-hmm. but like they, the turnaround's insane. We I think before <laughs> before Korea, the uh, success story was Japan, right? Like mm-hmm. war torn country, and then it took them, I don't know, like a couple decades to become yeah. an industrialized nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I think Korea is faster than that. Yeah, but within twenty years or are, something like that. We are doing. It's like a repeat of Japan history, though, because what Japan yeah. then now Korea is doing it, and Korea is now like a situation where it's like, okay, we're at the peak now, and it's just like, what do we do now? And then now it's China who's doing that. Yeah, and you know, it's just gonna be yeah, and then it's gonna go to Southeast Asia. Yeah. It's like it's everyone goes through this industrial like revolution and mm-hmm. whatever. I heard it's like happening in Vietnam right now. Yeah, yeah Southeast Asia. It's, yep. it's, it's so crazy. Like all these uh, factories and businesses are opening up there, and it's like becoming. You like, know where the last frontier is gonna be. Africa. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, huh? Now China's middle class is like, they have like 300 million people in a middle class. That's crazy. That is the same. So imagine that's America. That's Uh how many people we have here. Imagine if everyone in America was middle class. That's crazy. That's China. So So they're doing better than us in terms of helping out i don't know because ratio wise right yeah well, because like if they have a billion, billion yeah and only 300 million that that means yeah. they don't, it's a, it, that means it's growing so it's gonna go past that yeah hopefully but a lot of their manufacturing now is going to africa mm. so yeah. china's outsourcing that's the craziest thing i've ever heard of my life <laughs> that's why southeast asia is making money because china's outsourcing to them now that's insane yeah holy fuck dude i know that's so weird when you moved to um, when you moved to America and you came here, right? Uh-huh. You told me that you had problems with because so if we go back to this. If we go back to her when she was in Korea, <laughs> there's this a uh, photo that she showed of me like during <laughs> during, during, <laughs> during Halloween. Oh, okay. Let me tell. Let me tell okay. about the story. So okay. 
This is crazy. Okay, so I was Korea in Korea one ninety seven ish, and then come over here, and it's what two thousand nineteen. And I'm scrolling through Instagram on my newsfeed, and no joke, like I don't talk to any of the people or any of the classmates that I I was with at my the school in Korea. It was, I mean, I wasn't really friends with them, but I'm scrolling through this newsfeed, and no joke, I see a familiar faces mm-hmm. or familiar faces, and I was like, oh. What the hell is this? This looks like me. What is this doing here? And I click it, and it's a picture of my classmates and I in ho- during Halloween. Oh, shit. I don't even remember this day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a picture of our classmate, or it, it's a photo of my teacher, the guys, and then the girls, yeah. and me. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? When was this? And I was like, oh, my God, this was me in third grade at Seoul International School. And I remember that costume that I made because it was really sad. Um, my parents it was are so sad. My mom's very against Halloween because of culture. Yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the school's like, hey, bring something to wear because we're going to celebrate it. Yeah. And so I got a piece of uh, uh, <laughs> a white T-shirt. Yeah. So the tight. only thing I, I was able to do was get my marker, my black marker, <laughs> draw circles everywhere. And, and what were you, a ghost? Get a string. Dalmatian. Oh. Put it on my butt. So I was this ghetto Dalmatian dog. That's, that's freaking cute. That's funny. And then if you see the photo, though, what's even more sad is that the guys all have their own Group. costume, right? Yeah. The girls are in the center. I'm on the side. Yeah. The girls are in the center. I did not realize this. They all wore fairy costume. And Together. They, Together. They left her out. So you're just a dog on the side. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Not even a, a dog. It's it's like that dog in the uh in the arms of the angel. Oh it's one of those dogs. It's all raggedy in the corner. Oh my god. It was, it was so. So sad those to girls say. specifically decided to leave her out of the girl click group. Yeah. And so she had to show up in this ghetto little Halloween costume, yeah. and that's the stuff that like mentally messed her right. up. So that was um your friends or that one of the girls instagram or the boys or oh yeah so i was like where is this photo coming from yeah and it's from the girl who made my life miserable yeah. she was what is that girl name gretchen no not gretchen gretchen what a miserable name <laughs> no, 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 no no from mean girls i don't know uh, i forgot but i know yeah, who yeah, you're yeah. talking about yeah. yeah but she was that one girl yeah who led everyone else to hate me yeah she was like the leader because the other girls they were friends with me like we were really oh, nice to each and other and they're like i can't do it anymore because of this girl will hate me so they got they got bullied into it i guess yeah, yeah. she was like the king basically yeah, yeah, she pretended yeah. to be your friend and everything she right? did like, yeah first yeah. she was like my good friend and then these new girls come in and i'm like friends with them and then later on she finds out I don't know. I guess she got jealous of like how close I got with all these friends, all these girls. Yeah. And so she decided that, hey, let's leave her out. And somehow she wow. got then persuaded that, hey, that girl, don't play with her. Yeah. And sure enough, that happened. And I was like, what the freak? You must be so sad. I was sad. And you know what? Yeah. I think that was like uh, a milestone for me to have interest in other languages, though. Because you're like, fuck this group. I hate this culture. Mm. Yeah. But you can't blame all Koreans because no, of that. Shit. No, no, but that was like the yeah, world that I knew. Yeah, too. I was a child. That's a crazy, like, revelation to have in third grade. At a really young age, right? Isn't it crazy how... I got picked on pretty hard, but mm. I never... I don't know. Like, But it's crazy that I found it on Instagram. I have you, no connections you, with so her. did you stalk her? You're like, you fucking... 
puta. <laughs> I didn't even know she, she was. Because she knows so many languages too. She was puta, keseki, fucking chankonabe, bitch. Chankonabe. <laughs> Sometimes I like to see my old bullies and then, and then and be like, God, your life sucks so bad. It's like, good for you. It's like, God is great. God is great. It's yeah. all about the karma. <laughs> you oh, piece of shit. The funny thing is, is that... Um, Later on, I did have a best friend at that school. I went back in middle school to go visit her. And she was telling me that that girl actually failed fourth grade. Oh, and had to redo idiot. fourth grade But again. usually people Stupid. that are bullies are just really fucked up. Uh, yeah, she probably. probably. Some, that, yeah. So I was mentioning that to her. I was like, you know, uh, if that was the case, there was probably something that was going on in her household yeah. that probably made her yeah. want to feel like super important and special during school. Yeah. And it's so funny because we got into this conversation in the car after that. And she, sometimes she she gets stuck on words. Yeah. And I think it causes a lot of friction between yeah. us because I'll, I said like, oh, well, how come you're not over it then? She goes, I'm over it. And I'm like, well, definitively, you're not over it because you're talking about it as if it happened yesterday. Like you're angry. Yeah. You talk about it. She goes, but that it could mean I'm over it. And I'm like, yeah. you're not over it. <laughs> you're still angry. Because it's still affecting you when you talk about it. Uh, I think so. But it's not like I have anything against her. So you don't have really? resentment. No. But then... When you relive it, you feel the yeah. sadness again. It's very so vivid not, in my so, memory. So in that sense, you're not over it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But, when but you're I, over when the he, anger. You're yeah. over the... Oh. I, like, I don't wish anything bad for her. But oh. I put it to her like this too. Because she, I, cause I told her, I was like, well, if you saw her today, like, how would you react? She goes, oh, I'd kill her. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did like, I say that? Yeah. You said, like, I'd kill her. Yeah. I was like, you're, you're not over it. Then. Did I say that? Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know. I got to leave. I have to find I'll my pray. seat. I'll pray. I'll pray for her. You can't, you can't deny it. The Korean's in you. Though. I know. The it's fire. Like, yeah, I know. Right there, dude. That, that K-rage. But it's so crazy because, like, if I look back in my past and I see everybody who did something wrong to me, yeah. I, I don't get angry. Like, me neither. I, I'm just like meh whatever yeah. you know i think i would feel sad if those people who are assholes turn out to be billionaires yeah <laughs> that would be sad well i mean we all we all made mistakes is mm-hmm. what i like to think and then also um i had this recent revelation it's kind of like hey sometimes you have to go through pain to realize certain things mm-hmm. so i was talking to my friend the other day and um you know we both had kind of deadbeat dads He's he's a he's a multimillionaire. Like he he's he's really successful. And him and his brother built like an amazing company together. And in, and he's like, you know, I could sit here and be angry that my dad was a gambleholic mm. and um, we had a great life, upper middle class life. But mm. because he gambled everything away, me and my brother had to work so hard to pay for the family. And mm. at such a young age, mm. I think they were just in high school. Mm. They were they had to pay for like grown people bills yeah and then they the family owned a donut shop and then they were losing that mm. and then he's like but if i didn't have to go through that he's like i wouldn't be sitting here with you today doing yeah. business with you yeah and then i was like you know what you're right like if if i didn't go through the pain with my dad leaving there's not i wouldn't have learned so many things yeah so it's like hey maybe you wouldn't have learned so many languages yeah because that opened you up to say mm-hmm. oh shit I want to learn different languages and different <laughs> cultures. Yo, yeah. you, you, that's kind of weird because like I, I always thought, I, I think about if all this like negative stuff helped mold who I am today, mm-hmm. I wonder what's going to help build my kid's character. You got to keep make, doing negative shit on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start jumping all of our kids. <laughs> you got to jump my kid. I got to jump your kid oh, out God. of nowhere. 
I feel like you don't have to construct negative negative things. It's gonna be out there. They'll have their own set of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they'll get picked on at school or or something. There's you know? enough negative stuff that's happening that a we don't lot. have to worry about that. A big yeah. part of me is kind of like I want my kid to do jujitsu, kickboxing, and I have to, <laughs> but the other half of me is like I don't want him to learn because one day he might kick my ass. <laughs> so like, he could, I or want, she could, or maybe he'll protect me at least, or yeah. she. Yeah. So all, I mean, all those experiences were. I, I mean, there are great memories to talk about. Yeah. You know? So it, it shows that I have some characters, I guess. Yeah, because I, I bet you there's someone listening right now and they're still working out their problems about how mm-hmm. they got picked on and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're like still stuck. Like, mm-hmm. I think for me, at least I went through like years, like just hating people that did bad to me. Mm. You know, just hating them. And I was like, if I catch them, I'm going to fucking murder them. I, mean, I hate them so much. But then, like, after a while, it's like, what can you do? You can't control the past. You can't yeah. control what they did. You can't, You Pe- could sit there and think yeah. about it a lot, yeah. but it just ruins your life. Yeah. People hold on to things. Like, when I was uh, when I was in elementary school, I told the story where I, where I stabbed this kid in the face. And from... <laughs> from, like, eight... Okay, yeah. So, from, from eight all the way till we were... Till I was, like, what, 13, I was in middle school... So in that like what a four to five period of time, that fool carried that anger all the way till middle school. Yeah, and then he jumped me in middle school. So he Dang. waited for that long to come and jump me at yeah. a bus stop. Mm. You, you know oh, what man. I mean? So some people just you know, for me, when I saw him, I wasn't scared. I was like, oh, that's the kid that I stabbed. Like that's the thing, that's the thing I'm thinking about. Well, right? When you're the bully, you don't realize. Well, I, I wasn't the bully. He tried to bully me. Oh, so he tried to bully me. So you just just reacted out of anger. Uh, long story short, the guy. Um, pushed me out of my chair during class. <laughs> so so people were throwing spitballs. Uh, yeah. And they were throwing spitballs and then he got hit in the head and I was just doing my homework and shit. He thought you, you He thought spit- I did it because uh, I was dying laughing. Uh, you know, uh, so he assumed that it was me. Yeah. And he comes up and I'm like, whatever. I, I, after I got done laughing, I just went back to my work. But out of nowhere, this kid just chucks me out of my chair and he's like standing over me angry. Uh, and I, you know, I'm still writing shit. And so I'm, you know, holding, and I just, you know, kids, kids when yeah. they punch, they don't punch like jabs and yeah. crosses and uppercuts. I started hammer fisting him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. and you had the pencil in your hand. I had a pencil in my hand and I hammer fisted his face. Yeah. Ouch. So that motion, the stabbing motion, and I went through his cheek and into his mouth. Yeah. And so. So he probably saw it as like, yes. you hurt my feelings, you're laughing at me, and then you beat me up. Did he <laughs> yeah. know that you didn't do it? Uh, he. I tried to tell him after. He just didn't believe me. Um, like I just. He I thought you were lying. Yeah, and the yeah. weird thing was, was I was never. I was never the troublemaker in the school. So how? Why would I be the one doing the spitball thing? Like maybe I, he just got his feelings hurt because you were laughing. Yeah, probably because yeah. I was laughing my ass off. But, yeah. You know, well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard though. I remember that. I so that experience didn't stop from there though. Like I. I'm, I'm such a I was such an innocent kid innocent and naive that it occurred so many times to me like in after I came back here like bullying yeah you the whole bullying, bullying being an outsider yeah. because when I came back I was so happy that we were back but then I realized that it's not the same world that I recalled yeah and then I went to a private Christian school that had no Asians and oh I was really hella bullied there what, where was that this was in Long Beach P-U-R-P-L-E, we talking about purple, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Purple, my friends. If you, let me tell you something. If you don't know about purple, then number one, you must be out of your mind because I love my purple mattress, not even as a joke. I'm for realsy, for realsy because it definitely solved the problem that I had before when I had my other mattresses. Like number one. For some reason, all my other mattresses, they would make me hot. 
hot as heck, my friends. And I'm telling you right now, purple somehow manages to always stay cool. There's some kind of technology in there. And I will tell you what, I bet you didn't know this, that purple was actually created by a rocket scientist. I'm talking about their science behind this. There's science to making a mattress somehow soft yet firm at the same time. We're talking about the story of porridge, my friends. Is the porridge too hot? Is the porridge too cold? Guess what? No, it's purple, baby. That's what's up. So check this out. <laughs> you are going to love purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress that's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N to 84-888. Message and data rates may apply. Mm. Um, Long Beach. Long Beach. Damn, Long Beach? Yeah. And there was no Asians, huh? I went to this private school that had only uh, white, black, Mexican, including all the teachers. And I'm not saying the kids bullied me, which they did too, but not only the kids, but the teachers too. Wow. Fuck crazy, huh? Yeah. It's like, what the hell? And I was like so down that we finally moved to another place and we settled there. We're like, we're going to stay here for a bit. I was like, yes. How how did the teachers bully you though? For example, we were, uh, we had uniform. And I always tuck my shirt in because that was one of the rules. And, but then my shirts were a little bit bigger than what it should be. Yeah. And they would get mad at that. They'd be like, why is your shirt so big? And I'm like. Because I'm not a fat American. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're like, they're, uh, they're just like ag- aggressive and condescending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not to mention, I didn't really speak English at that time because I just came oh, back from Korea. Yeah. So I didn't understand the culture. I didn't understand yeah. what they were saying. And all of a sudden, it's like this Christian language that I had no idea what they were talking about. Like salvations, revolutions. Like yeah. what the hell do those Too mean? Too many syllables. Yeah. Those are, those are big ass fucking words. <laughs> yeah. Too. So I was Damn. so confused. And then finally, they decided to move again. And that's where I stayed in Diamond Bar. And they're like, You're, we're going to stay here. I'm like. Tons of Asians. Tons of Asians. I was yeah. so happy. I found my Koreans. Yeah. I was like, yes. I could talk to them. One girl came up to me. She's like, we're going to be best friends. I'm like, yay. She prints out all these certificates and really cute stuff saying like, you and I are best friends. Oh, the best friend certificate. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is awesome. Like, I feel so welcome. Yeah. Long story short. (laughs) Dude, she keeps on getting fucked, man. Wow. And I'm like, because I'm like, at first I was like, I, I was kind of scared. So I was like, yeah. are you going to hurt me too? And then she gave me all these certificates. I was like, oh, you must be really oh, nice. It's legit, dude. Yeah. At the end of my sixth grade, yeah. my whole class yeah. did not like me. Why? Because this girl yeah. started a rumor yeah. that I was talking crap about everyone. And But the she, how long were you best friends with her for? So what's that bitch doing now? So because I'm the new girl in yeah. town and everybody knew each other from elementary. Yeah. She knew everyone. And she thought, I don't know what, what made her think like, oh, this is going to be fun because everybody was being nice to me. It's like, oh, no, the new girl, yeah. she's nice. So like, let's say hi to her. So I was just like making friends. And next thing I know, like everyone's giving me this weird look. And they didn't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. They give me like, like, oh, don't talk to that girl. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, why are they like giving yeah. me that look? And she's like, oh, honey, like they don't like you. And I'm oh, like, that's so mean. What? What? What, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> Girls are fucking bitches. Girls dude. are so manipulative. Yeah. No wonder. You know what I thought was weird is that, um, so most, I think in most groups, women bring the guys together. Mm. In our group, we brought all the women together. Oh, that's right. It's the other way around. Oh, 
yeah. Well, you have your own set of girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, but if yeah. you think about like the JK group, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Because they said that, I mean, from Gio, Jess, yeah. everybody, they said it was really hard for them to get close to girls. girls. And then they're like, I was like, why don't you just like find a hobby together and start like bonding off of that? She's like, it doesn't work like that for girls. No. Because guys are like that. They're yeah. like, you like fishing? I like fishing. <laughs> and then while you're fishing, you talk about life. There's a well, lot like, of elements that get involved. It's right. just you super hate these catty. people. Let's jump them together. <laughs> that you form bonds. Yeah, like guys. I think we're simple creatures. Yeah. I mean, not to say that there aren't. There's no drama. It, it happens. There's insecurities. There's yeah. there's all that stuff that happens. But um, it's easier to feel closer and have friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in you know in elementary school when I would you, girls would do that whole manipulative thing, right? They play this game for a guy. That's too much work. Just punch him in the face. You know, that's yeah. too much work for me too. I'm like, guys how like, do you, you walk you. around? Guys will just walk up like you're a little bitch. Yeah. What? They duke it out. So conniving. But, uh-uh. but I feel like in your situation, these girls are so conniving and manipulative. They're already developing a plan, being friends with you for a whole fucking semester yep. just to crush you at the that, end. It doesn't make sense. That's like, so evil. Yeah. And so, but that being said, God loves me. You know what goes around comes around. She died. No. Okay. <laughs> she did not die. But she used her sister, uh, her her older sister's name for some reason, and sent me this email. My mom accidentally, accidentally saw it. And it was just like cursing me out and be yeah. like, you you bitch, you better yeah, not yeah. like make fun of my sister. Or like, you know, um, yeah, make fun of my sister or whatever. She was just like cursing it, out. It was a threatening letter. Yeah, basically. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then uh, my mom was just mad about it, but... This was towards the end of sixth grade. Somehow the whole school kind of found out about yeah. what she has done and that it was a lie. Yeah. And I wasn't, I was, I was sad. I wasn't mad at her. I was yeah. sad because I was like, you, you lost were, a friend. Yeah. I was like, I and thought then, you were my yeah, friend. She had, there was a fake friend the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And so when seventh grade came around, I found out that she moved to a different city. Because she couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the reason is, but. Thank God. She moved to a different city, went to a different school. And that's actually when I learned, oh, I need something called attitude so people don't mess with me. <laughs> so I kept that. I learned it. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. But sure enough, Dang, you're like. You're getting scarred, dude. So when people come up to you in seventh grade, like, hi, my name is Jessica. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> West side, homie. This is when I learned, like, girls got to have a front. You yeah. Know? Like, you that say, sucks. you smile, say hi, yeah. but it's like, you better be careful because you don't know what that person has. Damn. But you do a pretty good job because you actually do have a, a good solid set of girlfriends now. Like yeah. you, you actually, you actually really do, which that's, I don't see a lot of. That's where but I that's, met my best friend. That's good. Cause now you know how to weed out the frauds. Mm. You know how to weed out, you build street smarts. It's so tiring though, man. That thing is, but then tiring. it becomes normal. Yeah, after. It is. So it after is. you like now we can mm-hmm. smell it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's like, Oh yeah, this, this this person's not genuine. Mm-hmm. You could tell if they have other motives, uh-huh. even if everything that they're saying is right. Yeah, there's a feeling. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think if it if you don't let those things ruin you, that's why I'm kind of like I kind of want my kid if to get you bullied. Have to go through I want that. them to get fucked over. I want them to build some street smarts because yeah. it's worse when you're an adult and you have to go through that. Yeah, people yeah. don't get that, man. They're like, you want your kid to get bullied? It's like I think you're getting hung up on the word. It's more like people are going to do this to you either way. You know, I I think like we see these campaigns of stop bullying 
I 100% agree. I think there should be a little bit of realism when people say that. It's like get people to realize that it's wrong. So when you do see it, you'll step in and you'll help these people yeah. out. But you can't prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. It's it's in animal nature. Like There's predators in the real world. What yeah. you're doing is yeah. you're you're protecting your babies too much. To when they when they become adults, they don't know what to do when a predator's there. They're gonna eat you. Because I think a better thing for people to do is is to continue to you know try to stop bullying. But something that's more important is to teach your kid how to deal with it when it happens. Yeah, yeah. you know yep. how do I deal with the situation when somebody's uh-huh. attacking me for no fucking reason? How do I step up step up to that challenge? How do I grow from this situation? Yeah. Because for us, we had to figure out the hard way. The hard way is yeah, we used violence or yeah. something mm-hmm. stupid. And mm-hmm. we at, we reacted, mm-hmm. but there's there's a more intelligent way to deal with everything. I know. Yeah. But sometimes punching somebody in the face, oh I'm sure. It's, it's like it's like sneezing. It feels so good right uh, after you do it. Uh, uh I've never done that, so I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not a great but it's like it's you know, when you're a kid too, there's like a certain level of vindication. I think like when I was a kid, like I remember when people would bully me and I would hit them, like I doing it made me feel like you will never, ever do that shit to me ever yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And like, I had to take a stand because mm-hmm. what was I supposed to do? And especially like, you know, we we talked about this before where we, you let, how we grew up, if somebody did that to you once, they were going to do it again mm-hmm. and again and again. They took my lunch money once, they'll do it tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. they'll do it the day after. You so step up. when you step up and you punch them in the face or you tell them that it's going to be hard for you to take my money, uh-huh. they're going to go on to the next victim. Yeah, yep. And it was hard because I, I, and principals too at that time, they didn't care. They didn't care about the narrative about who was getting hurt first. They had to deal with so much bullshit on a regular basis. They just said, everybody's wrong. And there was no solution. Uh, so that after you go to the principal, you uh, you think you expect things to be solved. But the next day, the kid does the same shit mm, again because they don't give a fuck. Mm, so what mm. you do, you go after school, you fight them. Somebody gets beat up. Or if you don't, they just know that if I try to take this kid's yeah. money, it's going to be a lot more difficult. So I have to go to somebody else. That's why I learned like you got to save yourself. No one's going to no one else is going to save you in that. At least in that world. Now you school, got me, you know? What's up, cuz? Sure, man. I still, so, I still got my own bubble that I gotta survive on, but <laughs> yeah. But those, if I didn't go through that lesson, then I wouldn't have known how to save myself. And yep. you know, being the real world where you're not around, my parents are not around. Like yeah. I gotta survive, right? Yep. And then I don't know why they they want to shelter people because when they, I've seen it. I've seen full grown mm. adults crumble at the most simplest shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like because their coworker was kind of bullying them they just cry and quit the job i'm like you can't do that as an adult you have to pay your bills <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bills. So did you forget about the uh, the electricity bill and the, yeah. the water yeah. and the food you have to eat it's like you're not a child anymore but because you know they've been protected all their lives yeah. this is the first time they're dealing with something like that and i feel sad for them like whoa i'm kind of glad that i'm i went through what i did yo if we worked at a regular like workspace like i kind of wonder how i would deal with it because it's it's pretty toxic man you, you the corp the, the corporate world is so toxic mm-hmm. that's why i build my own businesses because one of the reasons why is is freedom i would much rather work 24 hours a day than to work eight hours a day with people that i hate yeah yeah it's it's very uh political too because you can't say there's things that you would say outside of this work setting but obviously within the work setting, there's a work culture mm-hmm. and there's also your ass on the line. So you can't come up to somebody who's, let's say they're very passive aggressive. They say some shit like, oh, it's like, what a good, what a good coffee choice. It would suit someone like you. 
like some, oh. you know, well, somebody said that, right? And you're yeah. looking at like in mm-hmm. reality outside of this workspace, you would stop them and say, what the fuck did you just say to me? Well, you know, that's why I can't do white collar work. Right? <laughs> like yeah. that's, I specifically, when I did work, I tried doing the office thing, mm-hmm. but I always went back to blue collared work always mm-hmm. to the, cause it's more of a real environment. Yeah. Like we talk shit, whatever. And then I like physical work. Mm. But even though I have the mental capabilities of working in the office and doing that stuff, I hate the culture and I hate the people. That's what uh, Hollywood feels like sometimes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and she knows it, too, because when, when I have to go through these like type of mixers, she just hears me like complain about this shit because it's so annoying, mm. you know, because I feel like I have to put that white like you put it, what, the white collar work yeah. shit, you know. Hey, how's it going? Stan? Oh, you know, that project. Oh, I loved it, dude. How did you do that? It was so inspiring. And I would sit there and I had to hear this shit all the time. And for me, like I, it's like I, a script. It's a script. Yeah, I, I could play that damn game, but it's all in my face. Yeah. like people could tell when I don't like somebody. Mm. So it's, it's so you're like, hey, Bob, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, dude, you you sound happy, but your face looks angry, dude. I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't go to these things then because it's it's, it's hard for me to do that. Not not because yeah. I'm an asshole. It's just I don't have to deal with that on my yeah. regular basis, so I don't have to play that political game. Mm-hmm. You know, specifically like in JK, like we 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 have chemistry, we understand, mm-hmm. and it's really open in communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's already an understanding. Of, what's going on i think i'm just used to meeting new people just because how that's how i grew up you know living yeah. in different places that yeah there's those stuff where you know it sucks that you work for a company and there's all these politics and you have to go with the flow because that's just how it works or else you're gonna get fired but for me i see the other side is like i get to meet new people i get to hear mm, their yeah. stories you know there are people who i won't like but there are pe- more people who i li- i do like and yeah, we, you're right. Because you know? not everyone in the company sucks. Yeah. There's some people that are genuinely cool and yeah. you build some good friendships. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why people like that show The Office so much. Because it's like so true. It's true. Yeah. Like people see it and they're like, yo, that's an exaggeration of, of life. And to a certain extent it is. But mm-hmm. people know people like Dwight. Yep. People know people like Jim mm-hmm. and uh, Angela, Michael, Angela yeah. Michael Scott. These people are actual office people that you yeah. deal with. Yeah. Like even working in a in a work setting, like I was kind of like the prankster too. Even when I worked a part-time job at the men's warehouse, I would – they sent out an email at the men's warehouse because there was an employee that was prank calling everybody all over all over every men's <laughs> warehouse. That was you. And that was me. Because because you know we would do so many accents yeah and oh. I would practice my accents by doing that shit at the at where so employees funny. and because I can look up every single wedding tux uh, inventory stuff and see who's booking shit yeah I could make up stories and I could try to t- get them to change these orders so for example you entertained yourself I was bored so when, when it wasn't um, tux season so that's uh, prom and uh, wedding season huh. I would sit in that store for like. 10 hours and nobody would come in oh yeah so i got really bored i was bored out of my fucking mind so i remember um one of the funniest ones that i did or to me anyways there was this dude that used to work across from us i'm talking about there was a men's warehouse tuxedo and literally a 30 second walk there was a major men's warehouse and i practiced by prank calling this one dude named anise who was indian dude and so there was a there was a wedding order for a huge vietnamese wedding and so i just did the vietnamese accent (laughs) And this dude was getting fucking frustrated because I was like, hello, um, can I tell you that um, I want to change my tuxedo to do the red, white and blue because I'm going to get my citizenship. So (laughs) he was like, so we don't have a white and we can't do that. He was like, but I love America. So I need to have a blue tie, the red vest and the white tuxedo, please. (laughs) 
like getting frustrated. He goes, which order is this? And I know the exact order number. Yeah. It's order number 1750. That's the one with, uh, it has Trin and Duan in it. And I also want them to have purple because he's gay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So for them, they kind of feel like it's a prank call, but because I know everything, they're like, yeah. oh shit, this is actually a real guy. They're not sure. Yeah, but That's then it, so it kind of got around because I, I started doing too many. <laughs> too many. Things. Too many. That's dope. Yeah. But that's, you know, and at that time I was starting to be a stand-up comic too, uh-huh. so it was good for me. It's like exercise, you know, uh-huh. practice these accents. You're you're doing like character you work. Just quit that job, man. <laughs> I know. But you were doing really well at that job too. I did really well at the yeah. job though, because you know, uh, on the times when I was working, I worked fucking hard, man. Like I'm talking about like I did really well in retail and when I quit, they were actually offering me uh an assistant manager position, but I was like Mm-hmm. This, it doesn't make any fucking money and this job's exhausting why would I take yeah. this I'd rather work this regular job make a little less but I have more freedom mm-hmm. that's how I feel about most jobs and workplaces it's for um, I think the world is a half-asser yeah like I I, you know like I like to fucking go hard and I care about the company because I always look at it like hey if this was my business you know what would I do yeah and then like I get mad at my team members I get mad at like the 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 stupidity and then like for me it's like why don't people work hard yeah I feel like that's the Asian side is it because I I had other non-Asian friends that were like like you know that had the same mentality at the job and mm-hmm. like and then i would team up with them and then like there's people that would get mad because it's like if you work too hard then it makes them look bad and they don't want you to work too mm. hard or like some people only care about politics yeah but they they suck yeah but because they kiss ass really well yeah they know how to get um climb up the ladder exactly so it's like it doesn't matter if you're effective but i don't know i cared about results a lot yeah and yeah. i think like Partially too for us, like um, my my manager at that men's warehouse, I, I still talk to him to this day. Like we're still really close. And the the good thing, the great thing about him was he wasn't um, like I don't think he graduated college, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of his work output, he was the best. Like mm-hmm. our little store kicked everybody's ass, mm-hmm. and it was speci- specifically because he was that amazing. And yeah. he even taught us how to be uh, efficient and how to measure people and get them ready for tuxedos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would come in if there was a group of like six or seven, we could knock everybody out in two minutes. Damn. Come in, whack, 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 do it like this, and then it got to a point where some people, when they measure people, they're unsure about stuff. But because I've saw it so much and repent, he trained us so often, we rarely ever had to do reorders. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's how fast and efficient we were. We can knock people fucking out. And mind you, for him too, as a manager, what I really liked about him was that, number one, he wasn't making a shit ton of money either. So he mm-hmm. couldn't give us monetary incentives. Mm-hmm. But even just him showing appreciation to us and letting mm-hmm. us know that we're doing a great job made me want to mm-hmm. work harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times when, when I feel like young people want jobs now, they go, well, this is just a part-time job. I'm going to part-time work here, so I'm a half-ass it. But that's such a bad habit to have because that trans- – if you think that you could have this attitude here at a part-time job, you're going to have that at your full-time yeah. job. No. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. So you should be able to work this job like you give a fuck about yeah. it even though you know this is not where you're going to end up. It's great habits. I take it back. It's not the Asians because I was just – as you were talking, I was thinking you saw about – another- I was thinking about my, uh, my previous job, my team, my production team where – it was, um, I was the only Asian, but um, 
we have three people in our production team for um, a project called Love, Death, and Robots that was released recently on Netflix. Dope. Dope. Have Did you seen you see it? it? No, no, no. Bro. Yeah, that's dope. W- watch it on Netflix. You'll fucking so, love it. I know about it, though. Yeah. We had we had a big project to work on. There was only three of us. We were a small but mighty team. And I have to say, like, no one has – I've never seen anyone work that hard for a company. Mm. And, like, they – we were on our – we were there so many hours and working so hard, but at the same time, we were making sure that we were supporting each other. That's dope. And it was probably the hardest job I've ever done in my life, and I had a lot of jobs. But at the same time, it was very rewarding because yeah. of the people, you know? Yep. They're not looking about like, oh, I got to do best so I could get promoted. It's like, mm-hmm. we're doing this together. We're putting 200% effort in here because we care. Yeah. It's not our company, but we care. Yep. So. And that's that's how I always like to work, mm-hmm. except for school projects. Fuck that. School's different. Yeah. Hey, school's important. Yeah. Well, school's very, very important. <laughs> I guess, I guess. But then I think in the workplace, I'm thinking, you know, we got to make the company better. Yeah. We got to give it better mm. results. Because when they see that this department is making things like more efficient making more money, mm-hmm. they might give us a better chance. You know what's interesting? Remember you were talking about how um, oh, Ford... Right oh, really? Allergies probably. Oh, no. You know how Ford made constructed the eight-hour work week? Yeah. But now it's even coming to the point, because of technology and because of how efficient things are, even the eight-hour work week is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It actually creates more... More work. Um, more uh, burnout. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a way... So, yeah. like... If if you look at office and clerk, and I have a friends who a lot of friends who work for the state, I know for a fact they mm. get their job done and they can get it done in the first four or five hours, right? Yeah, but a lot of state jobs is a lot of um, work manipulation because yeah. it's like this, right? Let's say like they have an initiative to solve this education problem. Mm-hmm. They put you on. Now you could solve the problem in four years, yeah, but you want your job till you retire. Yeah, because after the problem solved, what are you going to do? You don't have any work, mm. so they want to keep their job. So they have to write. This happens a lot. Like whether it's state jobs, even in the movie industry, like there's people that are like, um, like this is what Steve told me. Like there's there's guys that are there. They're hired to look over the script and and supervise. Right. Yeah. A Sometimes sp- a script is perfect. They like it, but they have to justify their job. So now they make revisions, even though they mm-hmm. don't want you to, mm-hmm. but they just do it and scribble some shit to prove that they, they, they got to justify their position. That's why these, dude, the, remember like in production, cause we would shoot these sketches and then sometimes these production companies come up to us. They're like, well, you know, I'm like, what's, what was your budget? I'm like 15,000. I'm like, it's fucking a hundred dollars, bro. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> and that's how derived your shit is. Yeah. Like you have a small, it's like a small set. Like, okay, let me give you an example. Uh, YouTube Red during this time they were shilling out a lot of money to do all these like small projects, yeah, um, small projects that were going to become something bigger. So I hopped on one where um, they asked me to feature on the set. Mm. Now, mind you, this this script, I can't remember the exact. I think we were shooting, and I might be even exaggerating this. It might have only been one page, but I think we we're shooting two pages that day. They had me on set, and it took them. I fucking shit you not, like at least seven or eight hours to shoot two pages. Why? Because. Money. A crew of like 20 people or something like that. Why? Like a ridiculous amount of people. And I sat there like, what the fuck are you guys do? You're wasting time. By the way, too, fucking uh, two cameras. 
So they didn't even have to switch it. two cameras. They, they had a two cam setup, two reds. They had a whole team of gaffers, everything, right? To yeah. the fucking nine. And they couldn't shoot like a page or two in a matter of like an hour. That or should two. have been, yeah, a couple hours. And max. the scene was so fucking simple. It Three was, hours max. Yeah. Yeah. The scene was so simple, by the way. It was just them coming in, making up, making a couple of jokes. I'm the bartender. I say something weird. Scene done. And it took them that long. And they're like, yo, this this is how much this is going to cost. It's like, no, 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 no. You are trying to justify your paycheck right now because this right here didn't need to take that long. Yeah. You wasted everybody's time. Yeah. It was so fucking dumb. And then the director was having was arguing with with the gaffer and the gaffer was arguing with – I was like, what the fuck is going on with this set? You <laughs> wow. know, oh, let's go on break for a second. It's like, oh, my God, dude. It's a simple bar scene. <laughs> it was so simple. But, you know. <laughs> I have a big moment here. No. What? Oh, no, you have a big drawer. Oh, it was a simple. Thank you, thank you for that. That's what that's what girls are important yeah. for to let you know how disgusting you are. But that's how much people waste yeah, time. Yeah, but that's that's what happens a lot in the corporate space, in the workspace, and that's what becomes people's reality and their standard. But I I love running businesses and working with people I care about mm. because everything we do is effective work. Mm. Yeah, everything matters, right? Yeah. Like, and it's result based. Mm-hmm. So. It's like we could put a ton of hours into something, but sometimes if we didn't do the right moves, we get zero or we actually lose money. But I love that risk. Yeah. And I, you learn I, from it. Yeah. Like, don't ever do that again. And I care. And I rather do that than be a part of that. Being a part of a group that just milks money mm-hmm. or just manipulates the system. And then they, they're like a human leech or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's their style of working and it's inefficient and it's fucking stupid. And I can't deal with that because I feel like there's no true progress. And how can you be proud of that? You yeah, know what I mean? we, we even know people in production or I know somebody in production right now where they know somebody above them that's, that's at their job that literally just creates work for them to do so they can look important to their boss. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's like a racket, dude. It's yeah. like, it's like a, it's so, it's so fucked up, but I get it. Everybody needs to survive. Yeah. But that's why I like to work in a company that cares about people because if you're only caring for yourself, then it, it's, it's going to shatter sooner or later because no one's going to care for you when they actually do need yeah. that people help. Leave. People yeah. leave. That's why people, you know, stay and go. Yep. Yeah. That's true. All I care about is just being happy. Mm. It's like happy people makes happy environment. And creative work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you work for Disney. I think you're happy because you get that. I am so happy. Like, I mean, the department that I'm in right now. Disney's an awesome place to work at. I don't think everyone can say that. But oh, it's person- a big company. Yeah, it's so a big company. Right. But yeah. I work in the animation studio and I'm in a department, a specific department that does uh, attraction and project shows. Um and like hotels, it's just like everything that's related to the animation yeah. films. And our department is pretty small. And I've been there only for about a month and a half. And but you I'm, like everybody I'm there. I'm loving it. That's like the cool. people are amazing. The amount of work that I could do and the changes I can do and like the the leadership that I have that I could control and work on is just so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. And the people I could meet because um, our team is small, but then we talk to a lot of vendors in different um, studios. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. I, I find it so fascinating. Well, it's a dream people. job. I think a lot of people don't get hired to Disney immediately. You know, you got to work your way to uh, get there, right? Yeah. I mean, thing about this animation industry is that it's a fact. Like, you have to know someone to get into the industry. Mm. And for unfortunately, I didn't have that when I first got in. 
So you had to make your own I had to, Yeah, I yeah. had to find my way to get in there. And I'm like, I have no idea because I was never in that industry. I wasn't in the entertainment industry either. Yeah. So I didn't know anyone. And that was the only option to get in. It's like, you have to know someone. I'm like, well, there must be another way because people like me, I want to have a chance too. So I created my own chance uh, opportunity to talk to someone. And fortunately, yeah. they really liked me. And so I got in. That's cool. Yeah. Damn. Because it was hard for her because I know like... um she was working on really cool projects at her last job but because it wasn't like in the route that she wanted to go it doesn't matter if the project is cool to everybody else you have to enjoy what you're doing yeah. and for her it was making her i don't want to say miserable but it's more like you know it is depressing it's depressing yeah. because she she was working a really well paying job before and so for to go from that to go to something else it's like okay well this is a good paying job and this is a good paying job. But now I just worked at another job that doesn't make me happy. So why the fuck did I do a career switch in the first place? Mm -hmm. So for her, going from here to here, it was like, okay, well, technically I'm in animation, which is where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. But these projects aren't making me happy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. why did I even switch these jobs in the first place? Mm -hmm. So you kind of sit there and you stew yeah. in this, in this like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> because before I was in the animation industry, I was in the international business because with the degree that I had and the language that I knew, I lived abroad working for different international companies. Mm. And I, I think the one thing, a fact is that I love meeting people and learning mm. their language and their culture because once I get a click from that person and be like, hey, you know how to communicate with us. It's like... Very it's, satisfying. It's satisfying, mm. yeah. But the downfall was that my job had nothing to do with creative. And so that's why I decided mm. that I'd come back, yeah. change my career. And it was boring stuff. It was boring. It was like, like, how many papers do you want to print today? <laughs> like, how much money can you bring in this year? Yeah. It's like, I don't care about the money. I want to be in the creative world and working with creative people. Mm. And so when once I got in, I was like, this is it. But, you know, it also depends what kind of creative work you do. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, that's true. It has to resonate with you, yeah. Because not all creative will work out exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like we could we could choose if we wanted to 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 go into a different field like acting, right? Yeah. But it's not the same mm. from what we're doing. We get to create what we want to mm. do, and when we have these conversations, people are like, "Well, you should go into acting." Well, who the fuck are you to tell me what I enjoy? Yeah, like just cause <laughs> it sounds like my grandma. Like, yeah, it's you like, know what you should do. You should do a skit about this. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what it is, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, you know, you have so much of a following. You you could go into acting. Cool. I never said I wanted to be an actor. So what the fuck is this conversation going well, into? It also comes from the ignorance of like if they think you're a performer, you always want to be in front of the camera. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, if you're a stand-up com comedian, you can do a movie like, uh, J you know, Jamie Foxx did or whatever. Yeah. You know, it just comes from ignorance. That's yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh. Shit, well, we're an hour in. Oh wow! Wow! Good job. So there's a so she. So so prior to this, so Mariel, uh, so she she's been on this podcast before, and we did another a previous podcast, and so she wanted a redemption one because she asked me. She goes, <laughs> she goes, well, how did I do, or what can I do better? And I kind of gave her, you know, I said a few things. Yeah. I'm very like straightforward with my stuff. Yeah. But she was like, I got to do another one. I don't feel she wanted good. To make you, she wanted to make you proud. Yeah. 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 So like I, what I was telling her <laughs> I was like on one of the podcasts that you guys either have seen or haven't seen, depending on the order that we're putting this out. But I was talking a lot in it. It's yeah. because 
we I would say something, but then she wouldn't elaborate on these stories. And so I was trying you to get, to fill in the blanks. I had to fill in these blanks a lot. So it sounds like I'm talking over a lot. Yeah. So, so it seems like you're cutting her off. Exactly. Yeah. But it would be you know, you that then the beginning of this podcast. What are you talking about? You did cut her off. Yeah. Yeah. You cut me. I was telling oh. about, you know, you're asking about like, so why are you interested in Japanese? What, what made you start? Yeah. And I was going to tell my story. And he got too excited. He did. Yeah. I was like, I'll let it go. But I don't know if anyone first else of caught all, that. First of all, I didn't cut you off at all. Right. You totally I was, did. I was just gassing you I was up. saying there's this beautiful voice coming out of this TV and you're like, this girl, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's, that's not cutting up. We're adding to the story, though. I never got to finish that story, but it's okay. <laughs> well, she's never, she went, chick. She's never <laughs> invited to this. Don't maybe you don't want me to out you out on this podcast, right? Yeah. Especially with that fight we had yesterday. Oh, you want to talk about some, get, Oh my god, do we have another hour? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about? You want to talk about some bad stuff? Do you? Oh, there's a reason why my eyes are super puffy today. Oh, yeah. you've been crying all night. Crying all night, crying all day, huh? It's yeah. okay. It's normal. Yeah. Especially when you hurt people's feelings and you're really mean to them. <laughs> yeah. He knows. Do you ever talk about how you make me cry? Chim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. How do, you say, how do you say I'm really sad in, in Japanese? Sabishi. Sabishi. Sab- oh, yeah. sabishi or, I don't, do you use kanashi? It's more sabishi. Yeah, sabishi, I guess. Yeah. It's lonely. Lonely, yeah. sabishi. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's, that concludes this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast, everybody. Remember, you can find us on every audio platform. And you know on those Thursdays, we got Joe Jitsukawa up in this. So just to just to clarify what's going on, a lot of you guys are like, oh, Joe's back on. It's because Thursdays are me and Joe. This is our podcast on Thursdays. That's why if you see it, it's David and Joe. It's not David featuring Joe. It's our thing. So uh, Joe and I are going to be on this every Thursday. Check that out. And on Sundays, we have some new flip. Joe might be on Sundays ones too. Who knows? But those are like the, the wild card ones. Yep. Um, you can it's, find- it's gonna be David making girls cry. Yeah, it's just me making everybody cry yeah. for some reason. You didn't make me cry yet. Yeah, you oh, made no, me cry. She's gonna make you cry. Yeah. Yeah. She it did actually. <laughs> she actually did make me cry. And then she made me cry yesterday too when she was being mean to me. Oh. And so uh <laughs> <laughs> So check us out on iTunes Podcast. If you see us on iTunes, give us that five star. Uh where can they find you? Uh Mariel underscore underscore song. Oh, there's two underscores. Mm. Mm-hmm. Someone took the other one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And then, uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, Genius Brain Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Stay cool. Leave in the comments below about topics you want us to talk about and people you want us to bring on, baby. Matane. Chane. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.